Well, Shemai John. Tinyan? Ah, Yawn Dioch, Shemai John. Ati. Yeah, Yawn. Dwidi Board and Taisio Bledled Cymru over the last couple of days. Been yeah. travelling across. So I'm a little bit tired uh, this morning. Um, but I did think we'd go into this in a little bit more of a relaxed way rather than a welcome to the podcast. Yeah, just, just to say. Just ease people in. Ease a people. Slow acceleration. Ease people in. Ease people like in. A quiet hum of a hybrid rather than a. Uh, You've got to think for hybrids at the moment, aren't you? You're really thinking about hybrids. <laughs> we were just talking moment. about cars prior to pressing record, yes. Um, and just planning ahead for the future. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're excited about your potential hybrid at some yeah. point. Yeah. Well, it's when you start speaking to people that have a hybrid and you realise that the. So hybrids are the ones the... that, that they're, they're partially petrol. Yeah. And you you drive using petrol until the car's fully charged up, and then it yeah, so it, it charges can... itself essentially. Yeah, like yeah. it's a use of my understanding. All the ones I've talked about, <clears throat> so it's like that kind of like kinetic energy. So when you're braking, it reserves that braking power and then distributes that into using on electric rather than on the petrol fumes you put in. I love technology. I mean, it's it's brilliant, isn't it? Just really it's clever technology. It's impressive. It certainly makes life more convenient. Yeah, and... Until, until it takes over the world. That's a joke, but like... Yeah. <laughs> Environmentally friendly. Yeah. Talking about taking over the world... Yeah. How do you feel about all of this AI stuff? Well, yeah, that's dominating the, the news. That. Yeah, it seems to be a big uh, big conversation topic. I think ever since watching uh, Terminator 2 Judgment Day, I've always been a little bit apprehensive. <coughs> Sorry for the cough. That's all right. I've always been a little bit apprehensive, and I'm joking, of um, AI. Um, yeah, I think um, it has its place, um, and as long as those that are using it do so res- with responsibility, <laughs> with great power. Like, I was trying to avoid, I, 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 I love trying the to way you talk about place. people who are oh. leading us using great responsibility as if uh, that's more normal than people not yeah, using true, great responsibility. True. Yeah, true. Yeah, got to be careful what you say because there's a smart speaker in the other room, and if I say the wrong thing, they might start listening. Or are they listening all the time? That's did, a different type of AI, though, isn't it? Did I ever tell you about um, at CVM? Um, we've got the Winning Men app, and, oh, yeah. and on I think it's about once a month they put a um, um, a top ten list yeah. on there, right? And um, one of them um, was, was I can't even remember what the top ten list was, but but one of the options that were in there was ask. Um, Alexa or Siri, whatever you've yeah. got, how to. Yeah. And I went down the list. I thought, oh, right, okay, I'll, I'll put this into practice. Yeah. And then the um, it came to one where it said how to wire a bomb or something like that. It was, it was a really <laughs> bizarre... Uh, uh, yeah. so, the, so uh, CIA I, happening as well. So I said, without even thinking, I said, Alexa, how do I wire a bomb? Yeah. She just went absolutely silent. It was like, and I panicked after yeah, yeah. that. I just thought, if there's a knock on the door now. MI5. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody came. They must have, <coughs> they must have realised what I was doing. I've developed a cough now. You have. You've, it's a nervous cough. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, we could ask an AI bot to um, solve that problem. In fact, I reckon if you went on like most chemist websites sort of things now, you get the chat bot, don't you, on a lot of websites, the AI bot. Yeah, you do, yes. Uh, it's there, it's everywhere, isn't it? Yeah, it is, yeah. So, here's, here's a random question. Yeah. Um, how does Hayley Joel, or is it Joel Hayley, Hayley Joel Osborne fit into this conversation? Oh, um, Hayley Joel Osborne, yes. Osman. Um... Yeah. It's uh, the same way that Jude Law fits into this conversation, probably. Wasn't it that terrible film, Artificial Intelligence? Yeah, it AI? was. It was like something like about two and a half hours. Yeah, I felt like it of felt like, like a year. nothing yes, happening. Yeah, it was one of those films that's yeah. like celebrated by critics and is like, you know, groundbreaking and revolutionary and it's brilliant. And then you watch it and you realise what yeah. a load of baloney. Do you know, right, next March, I celebrate my 20th wedding anniversary. We went to see that film just before we were married. Wow. That tells you how old that film is. You're still watching it now? Yeah. <laughs> it's that long. I bought, <laughs> I, I bought it on DVD. Oh, okay. No, I didn't. No, I'm joking there. I'm um, joking I think there. That's I, not I backtracking. I think I might have inadvertently had it on DVD at some point. 
Yeah. But I remember it being a big, a big deal. We're not really. What didn't getting, deliver? I didn't, it didn't, I didn't deliver, really did get it? the what the no. excitement was about. We recently watched the newest um, Avatar film. Talking of long films, uh, The Way of Water. We had to watch it in two sittings, as in over two nights, because it's so long. Was it as good as the first one? Well, well, it depends whether you thought the first one was good. I mean, I quite like science fiction. That's my that's my bag, but. Um, yeah, you're a little, it, it, it you're a little be, Star Wars fan as yeah, well, right? Yeah, yeah. Little, yeah, it didn't need to be didn't need to be as long as it was. It's right, my okay. takeaway. There's a lot of scenes in there which don't add to the storyline. Isn't that an occupational hazard for sci-fi movies? Yeah, they don't just, really need to be as long yeah. as they actually are. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's just showing you what we can do with yeah. CGI and what we can do with our visual effects, and it's all very impressive. But yeah, yeah, it didn't necessarily develop the storyline. But no, I thought it, I thought it was a good film, but it right. could have been shorter. Fantastic. You know, sometimes you get films and then you get a director's cut and they yeah. add bits in that, that never made it. Yeah. I do wonder sometimes if we could create like the audience's cut and just cut out all of the waffle Ooh. and just get straight to the point. That said, I'm a massive fan. Not a massive fan. It's probably an exaggeration. I, I'm partial to a Lord of the Rings film as well. And the only versions of the Lord of the Rings films I own are the extended editions. So they're quite long. So I am a big fan of Lord of the Rings. Yeah. I don't think Peter Jackson did a great job in... in he didn't honour the books quite as much as he might have done, to be fair. No, but it's the Hobbit was more of an issue, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I guess it's commercialising it, isn't it? And it's making it... I mean, I was one of the few kids in my school who actually read Lord of the Rings. It took me my whole childhood for yeah. so. But I did read it. Uh, I've read. I've oh, never read The Hobbit. I've read The so. Hobbit. Hobbit's very good. Yeah. Hobbit's very enjoyable. Yeah, I like that. And it's more well, of a decent sized book, isn't it? To be yeah, fair. yeah, so. it's good. And I, there are flashes of brilliance in the Hobbit films, but there are also bits where you like, this is not in the book. Where, where did mm. this come from? Um, but yeah, so audience cuts. Maybe that's maybe that's the way forward. Maybe you could have the uh, see like, AI might allow you to create your own version of a film, and so you can recreate wow. it in a way that you want it to. Be. It might make uh, film producers out of all of us. Might well do. Yeah, might well do. Um, I saw an interesting article the other day someone shared, and they asked for my take on it. So I'll ask for your take on it. And it's linked to AI. And it was talking about using... There was an article where someone was suggesting you could put all of the faiths of the world and religious texts together and then ask AI to create... A, a a religious text that would unite everyone that everyone could agree on and that well like a super religion supersede yeah and i was like obviously it's a bit dodgy <laughs> to put it mildly <laughs> what what, um, what bit, bit of that do you think is dodgy well i think jesus might have something to say on the fact that peace to the world yeah he also said i don't know why the truth and the life except for me but also then, yes, or, or rewriting, there was another article as well about rewriting the Bible through AI or using that. Now, there's possibly a place for that, to use AI perhaps in aiding translation to other languages, perhaps. Yeah. Or finding ways to communicate the Bible to languages or people groups that don't necessarily have the same terminology as we might do. Okay, so I've got questions coming to my head as you're okay. saying this, right, <laughs> is um, how... How important is it that we 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 remain like that the guardians of of the Bible? And I thought you were going to say the galaxy. Of the galaxy, yeah. yeah. That's uh, guardians yeah. of the Bible, and we say, okay, actually, uh, you know, we we worship the Word, which is not the written text of the Bible. No. The Word being Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. So. Um, and given the fact that, I'm going to be very controversial now, given the fact that a bunch of people on some kind of council of reference decided which books were going to be in the Bible and which ones weren't, yeah. um, how big a deal is it, in your view, yeah. if anything gets changed? I'd say it's pretty big. <laughs> it's, the, it's the inspired word of God. Um, you know, it, the Bible itself talks about the fact that all scripture is God breathed, useful for rebuking, teaching, encouraging. Yeah. Um, I've Does that mean that the book of Thomas was not God breathed? Well, if it's not accepted by the early uh, church fathers who yeah. in, were part of that canon of scripture, yeah. putting it together, yeah. 
Um, yes, it was more about um, reliability, being able to reference original sources, wasn't it? Um, yeah, and I th- and I think I mean I, I am being devil's advocate here. You'll be glad to to, to know what I'm a not, phrase. What I a am, phrase. Yeah, yeah, fits yeah. perfectly. Um, I do think that that yes. that early council of yeah. um, um, what do you call it, uh, church fathers, whatever yeah. you call them. I think they had a special anointing on them yes. to to br- to bring the, the 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 written word of God yeah. together, so that it would then be that that testament or those testaments, yes. old and new, that would point us to Jesus. Yeah. Um, until his kingdom comes. So I think that that's massively important. Yeah. But it's a, it's just an intriguing question, isn't it, really, to be yeah. fair? That if man put it together in the first yeah. place, does that mean that man can... And when I say man, I'm talking mankind. Yeah. Um, so does that mean that we can alter it? And clearly we would both be of the, of the considered opinion. Yes. Because we've read it in the Bible. Yeah. Uh, that... You can't do that. No, and there are specific references, aren't there, within the Bible that talk mm. about not adding or taking away. Yeah. yeah okay, yeah. that's that within Revelation that might refer specifically to the book of Revelation yeah. or perhaps the whole of Scripture as a whole. But um that idea that yeah, scripture is is God inspired, God uh, breathed, it's that revelation, isn't it, to us about mm. who God is, about the nature of Jesus, about that wonderful salvation story and narrative arc that goes all the way through narrative arc i love that yeah maybe it works narrative arc yeah sounds Um, good yeah it does doesn't it uh throughout the whole of scripture that's the consistent theme isn't it and actually you're right we don't worship the bible but the bible points us to the one we do worship the bible reveals god to us and actually it's the i I can't remember whether it was spurgeon or someone said that when you read the bible it's the only book that reads you and the fact that the Bible mm. is living and active demonstrates to us and it gives us that confidence that those who prayed and sought God's guidance and wisdom on which books to include got it right because it, it does it does live and breathe and it does speak to us. I, I, I see the Bible. My view of the Bible has always been, it's like, you know when you're climbing a mountain yeah. and you get to the, 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 the way marker pile of stones yes yeah, i always see it as that it's like i know i'm on the right path yeah and the reason i know i'm on the right path is not always because life is going well for me yeah because a lot of the time it isn't you know yes. in, in in real terms there's a lot of stuff that you're always yeah. working through but i see that pile of stones and i know i'm on the right path yeah. i know eventually i'm going to reach reach the destination yeah and that destination is going to be the kingdom forever and that's when life is going to be working perfectly. So um, it's a mess about with that. And who knows what path we end up yes. on. Which brings us right back to that whole thing about the AI bringing all of the scriptures together and coming up with some sort of super Bible, super religion. Yeah. All that leads to is none of us know which path is yeah. the right yeah, path. Yeah. We yeah. don't know if we're on the right path at yeah. all. Yeah. So. Yeah, the Bible you know the the holy bible the christian bible the the scriptures uh, they are yes that sort of way marker that way pointer that that compass that helps give direction and leading and wisdom and guidance and yeah, yeah. you know brings us into better knowledge and understanding of, of who god is and god reveals a bit of a countercultural point of view though isn't it because what we are yeah. effectively saying and we're saying without any any um any flinching back from it is that Jesus is the way, the truth, yeah. and the life. The yeah. only way, the only truth, the only life. Yes. No other way will take will get us back to the Father. So the Bible yeah. is the only um, uh, Bible uh, religious text yeah. that is all true. Yes. These are these are uh, views that are not particularly politically correct, are they? Not inclusive, but uh, but, but, but should but we yet, be? But but yeah. not inclusive, but yet is because that's yeah, the point, yeah. isn't it? Like the Bible talks about how all have fallen short, so we're all included in that. But it also talks about the fact that that Jesus came to seek and save those who are lost. Jesus came yeah, to yeah. find all. Um, I think it's in in Peter where. God says it says God's not slow in keeping His promises, um, but um, is patient as He wants all 
men to be saved doesn't yeah, just mean yeah. masculine means all, all of humanity yeah yeah um and so whilst we we're in we're exclusive in terms of saying jesus is the only way and the bible is the only true text that points to and reveals god and the living word of god it's also inclusive in that that god is the father of all and wants all to yeah, be saved yeah. jesus died for the sins of all and all sins, however, it then requires our response to that offer of salvation, doesn't it? To be uh, to be saved and to receive that um, that peace, that relationship, that um, salvation and yeah. rescue. That's good. That's good. Um, I thought we were going to go for a slow start. Yeah, we were going to go for a slow start, but we were kind of like uh, just suddenly took off like a helicopter there, didn't we? Um, last few days, what have you been up to? Anything... Anything interesting? Anything? Any discoveries that you've made? And that's a leading question because I want to share something in a minute. That's but, uh... a leading question. <laughs> Let's cut the chase. Let me just tell you what I've discovered. Yeah, that's right. I've been for Let me talk about me. Yeah, yeah. I haven't found any fossils. No archaeology <laughs> trips. What have I discovered? <laughs> what have I got to? Well, I went to watch a football game. Um, yeah, pre-season friendly. Pre-season. So, yeah, so you're so building it's... back up to. To all of that, yeah, yeah. Uh, Golf fest? No, no. Uh, it's a classic nil nil. Um, anything recent I've discovered? Uh, no, nothing specific. No. Okay, it was a bit shameless because I wanted to share my. What have you? What have you recently bit. discovered? Or done? Well, like I said to you, at time capsule. No. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I know a way to get back to. No. Um, <laughs> As I said to you earlier, I've been, obviously, over the last uh, 48 hours, I've been um, travelling around Wales and meeting up with people. I had some really good good meetings um, and stuff like that. But um, last night, I want to give a big shout out to our friend, um, Tez, Tez Gale. Um, uh, those of you who don't know him, uh, you really do need to know him. Um, he's a good guy. Um <laughs> But uh, he's based down in Kamars and she runs yeah. a. What would? How would you describe it? It's like Go Wild Adventures, but yes, it's, it's like um, a, an outdoor place with camping and for groups or individuals, yeah. the outdoor activities. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yes, and um, he and his wife, well, his family it includes um, parents and in-laws and stuff like that. Yeah. But uh, um, they have. Um, I'm making an assumption here, but I know that this assumption is true. They've prayed over this land, like over the the campsite, over the, the campsite, yeah. over all of the, the like, fields and the orchards, and, from yeah. one boundary to another that they own. They've prayed over all of this stuff, and and they've given it to God, and and they've asked God to use it in a way that that is that brings glory to Him and and is helpful for everyone. Um, and I stayed there last night because I was traveling. Yeah. And I stayed in their caravan. And it's a lovely caravan. Um, <clears throat> it's available, £75 a night, minimum of three nights. Um, there you go, Tess. I've just uh, given you a little <laughs> bit of an advert. Um, but um, um, I said to you earlier, didn't I? I got into bed yeah. last night uh, for 10 o'clock. Yeah. And I slept peacefully right the way through till 6 o'clock this morning. Yeah. It was like I, I, for me, I, I, my memory does not go back far enough to know when the last time I slept like that yeah, was. Solid eight hours. A solid, solid eight hours, and it made me realise when I got up this morning, I started to think about how uh, you can change the atmosphere, the environment yeah. um, that you own, in essence, mm. yeah. um, by just simply praying over it by. We've used this word before, consecrating, yes. giving it back to God, yeah. and uh, I, I guess um, bringing it, bringing it under kingdom control and rule. Yes, which is a bit of a it's a bit of a weird one and a mouthful, but it's 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 essentially mm. we're living under all the influences of the world day in day out. We yeah. are fighting off all sorts of stuff, which is where we find it really hard to. Yes operate as a follower of Jesus and yet I drive onto that um site yeah and I think didn't the ancient the ancient the the, <laughs> the early Celts okay I'm making them even older yeah. than they are didn't the early Celtic 
uh, Christians call talk about thin spaces or thin yeah, places. Definitely, someone talked about it. Yes. Yeah, and and that bit where uh, when you're on that uh, on that thin place, uh, it's almost like heaven and earth yeah. touches each other more effectively than yes. maybe in other other places. It's those places and those moments, isn't it, where you can sense the presence and the peace of God, or you can yeah encounter God in a easier way i suppose with less um distractions less hindrances um yeah for sure i guess like you've got examples in in the bible haven't you where yeah. that happens um like moses in the burning bush the gospel he says take your shoes off you're on holy ground holy yeah. being, just being set apart being, yeah, being yeah, other. yeah. And in that moment god is present as just one very yeah. clear and bold and I guess Jacob with the ladder coming down wow. from heaven is is another obvious one isn't it in some way it is which is fulfilled in Jesus yeah Jesus then talks about he referred yeah. back to that dream that Jacob has if you're right because Jacob then um labels the place Bethel doesn't he the, the house of God Bethel um for surely God was in this place but yes the idea that that ladder of connecting heaven and earth like the the what we can see, takes, touch, feel yeah, with yeah. the spiritual world, not heaven being clouds, but being the spiritual realms around us. And then Jesus says to his followers and his disciples, you know, I'm that ladder. You'll see angels ascending and descending on the Son of Man. What he's saying is Jesus is that bridge point. Jesus is that connection between heaven and earth. And so going back to our, our early Celtic Christian friends, they also used to talk about colonies of heaven. Yes. Where communities were together, yeah. family was together, all focused on God, loving Jesus, following him. Mm. And, and that, was a, that was, again, was a place where the kingdom of God would touch earth. Yeah. You know, your kingdom come, your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. Um, it got me really thinking this last night because, as I say, slept like so peacefully went to bed like a really yeah. like a baby i went to bed really peacefully even though i i run my wife and there was a bunch of stuff that was going on at home with yeah. our son um and those things would have played on my mind um do play on my mind um so it's like um where am i going with this i guess what, what I'm, where i'm going with this is i think it's a real practical thing here for all of us yeah that our homes can replicate that our homes can be that it can be the yeah. place where and i don't know about you i know you're you're super spiritual so you're probably ahead of me on this but um but just the praying over every space yeah. in our our homes um not allowing um <clears throat> negative stuff whether that's a disagreement with our family members or whether it's uh, something that we do that yeah. we know we shouldn't be doing or whatever um sin um uh, that that's what i'm speaking of there um but 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 literally on a regular basis mm. this is this is the place that god has given me mm. i mean we're sat in your home now this is the place yeah, that yeah. god has given taylor but butler yeah i was gonna say taylor butler then <laughs> taylor <laughs> butler yeah uh but the butler family and and um and as you pray over this, as you pray over each room and as you consecrate every part of the house and every relationship to him, yeah. then maybe we get to live in a space which is not too similar to Tez's Go Wild Adventures place, where yes. there's a sense of God's presence brooding mm. over our homes, mm. over the spaces that we inhabit, our workspaces. If you imagine that, our yeah. workspaces, just because of... The way we pray for the space that we work in, mm. it's a place where the Holy Spirit and God and the brooding over yep. uh, that space, and it's a place, a space of a place of peace. Mm. Of, yeah. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah, atmosphere, atmosphere changing and affecting, but in a very yeah. much positive <clears throat> way. Um, yeah, I, I was thinking of that phrase. A man's home is his castle. I think it's like how it English of you. Well, yeah, but but go with me here. We <laughs> recognise actually our our true castle, our true fortress, our true safe place 
is God, isn't it? This yeah. relationship with Jesus. That's what the Cave Time book that we've been reading and talked about previously refers to. Many of the Psalms refer to that. Um, and whilst our homes or the places in which we inhabit hopefully are safe places, they might not always be for everyone, but there's this sense of we can actually bring God into our homes, should be bringing him into our homes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. that's when it's secure, that's when it's safe, when his presence and his spirit dwells there and we can encounter him best so rather than a man's home is his castle <laughs> our great god is our castle yeah yeah but surely we want to live and dwell in god and that means bringing him into our homes as well as our hearts and our our lives so yeah workplaces and spaces like you talked about as well see i i've got to confess i've always been i don't know um I want to say I've been a little bit cynical about this right. in the past. I don't know whether... I think cynical makes it sound like... It's almost too strong a word, but I don't actually yeah. have a different word. Um, I, you know, and, and just in the sense of... Um, I think I have left... I've lived with a very unspoken um, agreement that... Yeah, you know what? At a certain age, I came to know Jesus. I gave my life yeah. to Jesus. And then... Almost like that was the done deal. Now, yeah, live as holy as you can. Don't sin, don't do this, don't do that, don't do the other. You know, all of that sort of... Yeah. Like, I said, again, I said this to you earlier, the A plus B equals yeah. C style of Christianity. Um, and I think just in recent times, as, as life over the last few years has got more... feels like it's got more complicated... Yeah. That sense of, I once became a Christian, now I follow Jesus, and everything's going to work out fine in the end, is basically right. Yeah, yeah. Basically, it is very right. Yes. But uh, but life in the mix has become incredibly cons uh, confused. Yeah. And I keep banging on about consecration, because I just feel like God has been showing me over the last, I don't know how long, that... There is a partnership that we play with God mm. as we live out this life. Yeah. And we make decisions on a daily basis. We make the decision as to whether or not we're going to turn our face toward God or away mm. from God, even as followers of Jesus. We also get to stand in the centre of our homes and say, mm. this place is not operating like the kingdom. Mm -hmm. And the promise is that God's kingdom will come yeah his will will be done uh, here on earth as it is in heaven um so i think i've gone on a, on a bit of a journey where i realize now that actually the things that i might have been a bit cynical about like you're talking about these thin, thin spaces that's mm -hmm. like ridiculous you talk about what do you mean meditating and stuff like that and all sorts but spiritual disciplines are, yeah. are sort of, i think they're really incredibly important and i think Cave time, yeah. Coming back to that, um, as we wrap all of this up on cave time, it is that that I think I really, really buy into the fact that there is a place you can go to, mm -hmm. a, a geographic place, mm -hmm. a, a somewhere that, that that is special to to us as individuals, yeah. and a place where God. It's almost as if we're saying, by going there, we're coming here mm. to meet you, God. Yeah. yeah. And I just think that that's something that cave time mm. has helped me with a little bit, I yeah. think. That going to the cave is, is going to that place where I'm almost, without words, mm. intentionally going to meet mm -hmm. God. Yeah. That yes. makes sense. It does. I think sometimes because we've got the ability... That's the right way of putting it, because we have the freedom once we've put our faith in Jesus to through the through the presence and power of His Holy Spirit to encounter God everywhere. God is everywhere. Therefore, sometimes it's possible that we become we take that for granted. It's like, well, you know, God's everywhere, so why do I need to go to a specific mm. place or to a specific space or do something? But the, when we do attach an an element of intentionality and deliberateness. <laughs> yeah. If we're deliberate in our seeking of God and his presence and spending time with him, perhaps because there's a geographical place attached to that, that just makes it easier for us to interact with God. Does that make sense? It's, it does. Some, it's not, I'm not saying there are 
special places, though there probably are thin spaces that have been soaked in years of prayer and intentional consecration, but for us to really experience God a geographical place is helpful because it just creates a better mindset for us in I'm going to this place to meet with God I'm going to this place to seek God I'm going to this place to worship and honour and spend time with God rather than just assuming I'm in my day-to-day I'm sure God will turn up when he's ready or when I'm ready but life is busy there's a lot of distraction isn't there and I think our western mindsets and western culture probably makes it harder than it needs to be that kind of secular sacred divide we often create more divides than there needs to be yeah i think so i think so i think as well the you touched on the the fact that and it is true so we don't want to appear to be denying this but you know wherever whenever um, God is always with us, so yeah. so like literally, we can talk to God in the queue at the supermarket. Yeah. We can talk to God when we're in a traffic jam. We can, you know, um, but I think also there are places, and I don't think these places are random. I think they're they're very much God. God builds them into our lives. And I think the geographic places where we go to do business with God. Yeah. Well, you've got specific places, haven't you, that are not marketed, but designed as such, like retreat centres. Again, like, yeah. like Go Wild Adventures, not necessarily a retreat centre in its design, yeah. but in terms of its prayer and its covering, yes, and a retreat centre where you can go and spend time in the presence of God is, is both designed, built, prayed over, soaked in prayer, and then it's designed to facilitate an encounter with God, isn't it? And yeah, peace yeah, yeah. and an escape with God. Um, so it, it makes sense. But yes, you're right, there are other places where... Yeah, because it can happens. equally be your favourite leather seat in your living room. Because in, that's... In the small hours yes. of the morning. Because it's the place where you've sought God, you've encountered God, therefore it's a formative place in your yeah, journey yeah, yeah. with God, and therefore it's a place... Yeah. In which you probably interact with and hear God better because you're more tuned in when you're in that physical space. So here's my confession. Oh yeah. So for me, and I've been, admittedly, I've been on this journey. I don't know where that space is for me. So that's that for me is where I come to, and I say, okay, actually, God is. That's 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 on offer. That you yes. that you have that spe- that place that you you go to. And guys, I don't know if you're listening to this and thinking, I love all the sound of this, but this is absolutely meaningless to me because I don't know where that space yeah. is. Um, I'm guessing, like for me and for for the guys in a similar position listening out there, we're talking about cultivating that place, aren't we? It's yeah. like literally, we need the cave. Yeah. We need that. We need that place, and it's got to be a place which is accessible. It can't be that I'm going to go to Val de Brennan every weekend because <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to be able to do that. I'm going to be a pretty poor father and husband if I yeah. keep, you know, just swanning off. My experience with God is my God time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, but you but, do disturb them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but maybe it's the bottom of our garden. Maybe it's the shed. Um, even if it's only got a deck chair in there or whatever, but it doesn't, you know, it's 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 yeah, it's cultivating that space. Yeah, isn't it? essentially, you're talking about a cave in in the context of the the cave time book, isn't it? That yeah, place yeah. where we can be real with God, we can be present with God deliberately. We can create space to just allow God to reveal Himself to us, allow God to remind us that He knows us. We're known by Him, and we can know yeah. Him. Um, and that can be a physical place for some and for others maybe you don't have that as you've just said that physical place necessarily but it's about creating moments was it wasn't it like the Wesley brothers um, mother who had I'm sure she had like nine or eleven kids um, which is yeah terrifying as a thought and she would um, there's this famous story how she would Susanna Wesley she would put her apron or pinafore over her head to cover her face and that would mean that the kids would recognize that's her time with god and she would then just pray 
and encounter God in the chaos of being a parent <laughs> of wow. multitudes of children. Um, but that was then formative for her kids growing up to see her dedication and commitment to spending time with with God. And obviously, you know, John and Charles Wesley did some fairly interesting things for Jesus. Um, but yeah, that, that concept of not having to necessarily go away somewhere, but encountering God where you are, but being deliberate, being intentional, and making it clear and obvious to others, like what an opportunity and invitation that is, as well as a challenge to us as parents. I mean, you and I, John, not everyone listening to this might be a parent, but we all have some gauge of influence and responsibility over mm. others. Yeah. And sometimes it's not really what we say, but it's what we do that can communicate an opportunity to encounter God. And that's what she did by putting an apron over her head. And the kids knew she was praying. The kids knew she was reading the Bible. Wow. And they're like, oh, hang on a minute. This must be really important to mum if she's going to do this regularly. If I stuck a tea towel or an apron over my head, yeah, my son would just see that as opportunity rather than... Uh... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But, that's, but that's, a, that's a really super encouraging way of looking at it, isn't it? Because like, she didn't have... She didn't have that dedicated that space. space. Yeah, yeah. But she still was able to create that place where she could have yeah. intimacy with God. Yeah. And that was her cave. Was so here's a question. <clears throat> so when it comes to cave time or maybe quiet times, if you're a, an older Christian, that's a term that used to be used, didn't it? Like that sort of personal, reflective time, that study time with I God. I use quiet time. Yeah, no, what but, are you saying about me? Am I old? No, no. I, I would do that, but <laughs> you've been a Christian or around Christians for yeah, a long yeah. It's not necessarily a modern yeah, phrase yeah. we would use. That's about our personal time with God. Do we think, therefore, that should be kept personal, i.e. it's not something we should talk about with others or allow others to see or be aware of or quite the opposite do you think we should be open to talk about it not in a case of well i've had a 75 minute quiet time this morning la 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 well done. great but it's it's about how can we pass that skill on how can we pass and, in, and impress the importance of that not just to our biological children or our our families and those in our in life physically but those who we might be mentoring, those who we might be trying to disciple, yeah, yeah. those who we might be trying to encourage. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you get that picture, you know, you and I talked off, I say, say off air, before we press record about in the Gospels, when it talks about Jesus going off to solitary and lonely places yeah, to Mark pray. 135. Yeah, Mark yeah. So Jesus did that. He yeah. went away for a quiet time. He went away for time with the Father. But he must have talked about that with someone, otherwise they couldn't have written it down. They wouldn't have known what he was doing if he was just going off. So... <laughs> There's an import. We don't necessarily do yeah, it yeah. to broadcast how good we are, but we do it to impress upon others the importance of it. Yeah. And the essential part of our development of relationship with God. So, Omar Griffiths, I've mentioned her before, I think. She lived two doors down from us when I was growing up. When you say us, you mean your family? My family. You and I. No, yeah, not yeah. you and I. No, <laughs> my family. Yeah. Um, and she was in, in the church that my father was a pastor of. Uh, she was, at that point, as you can tell by the fact we used to call her Old Mar Griffiths, yeah. she was probably in her late 70s, okay. 80s at the time. And I will always remember her um, <clears throat> saying, it's a bit relayed, she said it to my father, my father shared it with with us as we got older but she said true wisdom is knowing what god says to you yeah for you yeah and what god says to you for everyone else very good yeah and i think there's a bit of a there's a part of me that kind of wants to share this is what i know yes this is this is like i look this is how you do it this is all of that you know and i i can't um but it's good to remember that sometimes in your 75 minute uh quiet time this morning yeah yeah. (laughs) there was a slight exaggeration yeah Yeah. more like like seven minutes (laughs) seven minutes yeah um but there might have been there might have been stuff that God just yeah. said to you, like a dad says to his son. Yeah. And it's just for you too. And then there might be stuff that you're saying, well, okay, look, this is this is where we're going. This is this is what mm. you know. And I think that that was what Jesus would have had in Mark one thirty five. He yeah. would have had that 
that bit where almost like they go into the kutch, uh, yeah. him and his dad, God, um, and there's that 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 moment of affirmation. There's that moment of you are my son. I love you. Yes. I you know, um, and yet those very same words can also be for everyone because he then he would say similar thing at the baptism where anyone could have heard it. Yeah. Uh, whether they did or not, we don't know. But do you know what I mean? This is my son whom I'm well pleased. Yeah. Um, but it would also then, but that they, he would have had that 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 personal affirmation, yes. and then it would have been, this is the business that we're doing today. This is what this is where we got, you know, and that's yeah. poetic license. We don't know what happened in that time, but yeah. Um, but yeah. I, I, I have from time to time thought back and thought I'm really rubbish at this because when I feel like God's spoken to me, I want to tell everybody because collaterally it can make you look good and that, that's, just, that, that's just the reality of humanity isn't yeah, it yeah um, but sometimes I think there's power in telling other people not to make yourself look good but sometimes there's the speaking it out to just help impress it upon ourselves or bring it into reality yeah or sharing yeah. it if it's something that God has either challenged us on yeah. or is trying to grow us in keeping it to ourselves where's the accountability in that where's the where's the opportunity to make it real whereas when you share it with others not in a necessarily public broadcast or pulpit sense but in those um important mentoring accountability close friendship senses so like jesus with his disciples in a circle type thing you'd share that stuff to help get their sharpening on help maybe just speaking it out so that you've got someone to keep you in check and keep you accountable to that and also so you could share that wisdom or that what you've learned with others in a way that isn't oh this is me i'm yeah. great i've heard from god i'm so holy it's just a hey Chuck, guys this is what i feel like god has said to me yeah what do you reckon yeah, yeah. Well, this is this is this is the stuff i've been reading in scripture this is what it's it's leading me to think or it's what's leading me to feel like we should be doing or whatever that looks like um like bouncing it off of yeah. others rather than declaring it as a i've had this wonderful moment with god yeah and you can too if you follow my abc steps yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right yeah do what i do yeah, yeah no don't please um yeah i i think i think there's like you said there's equally room for both there isn't there yeah so um just thinking that you've got a few minutes left um What's what are you taking away from having read yeah. Cave Time? What what do you what because there's stuff isn't there in, in everything we read yeah. and we think actually um that that's gonna make a difference. Either for yourself yeah. or for what you do in yeah. terms of ministry and stuff like whatever. You know? personal relationship with God, number one, as in that, yeah. that role one, that that affirmation that reminder that essential uh, criteria from which everything else comes without that nothing else works <laughs> mm. and the way in which or the ways in which that can be fostered and helped suggested you know that that time in a cave with god as it were as in god being the cave that we can run to flee to escape to but also be with yeah. uh, through life yeah got god as number one um, for sure and that's massive isn't it because if that's if that you say well, i'm going to take that away that's my intention yeah day in day out yes would always been your desire but actually you're you're putting that now as a this is my intention yeah. aren't you yeah and i think that, yeah that some days will be better than others but perhaps of at course. the end of each day or at opportune moments throughout the day we can ask ourselves yeah. how has god been number one in my life today how has that been represented both to myself how have i shown myself that he's number one and how if there's been opportunity have i shown that to others um if i haven't done a great job today that's all right tomorrow's another day yeah, yeah. and if i have done a great job today or there's been some good moments today let's let's be grateful and celebrate those wins yeah, yeah, by yeah. thanking god rather than beating ourselves up when it goes wrong just a thought um going back to i I always remember, I've got loads of stories from, from people who were around when I was growing up uh, that I thought, I still think, spiritual giants. Yeah. Um, and it's ironic, sitting here in Aberystwyth today, uh, there's a church here, as you will know, John, called Alfred Place. Yeah. And um, before the, uh, the present pastor was there, um, his grandfather was there, yeah. Jeff Thomas. Yes. Jeff Thomas was a great family friend of ours. And um, I remember... Uh, he had 
an attitude towards preaching, which is you've reminded me of in just that comment yeah. there. And it was like he would get up and he'd preach, and somebody might say to him afterwards, "How do you? How did you feel that went?" And he said, "I'm oh, yeah, rubbish. Yeah, it just didn't, it didn't you know." Um, and they and they got you're right. There. Yeah, yeah, I'm preaching tonight. It's another one. Got another opportunity. Yeah, and I think that's that's a healthy. It sounds almost <laughs> dismissive, but it's it's a healthy attitude, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, that's gone. It's not quite what I wanted it to be, yeah. but I've got another opportunity tonight yeah. uh, or next Sunday or whatever. Yeah, and that we if we if we have that in life, yeah, okay, today's been a bit rubbish. Yeah, tomorrow's another day. Yeah, back to it, intentional. Yeah, God first. Yeah, so and asking like you know, God today. <clears throat> Maybe I haven't included you as much as I would have liked or given you as much attention as I should have. Mm. Can you help me do a better job tomorrow? Yeah. Or would you be more present yeah. tomorrow for me to help me in that process? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I that's think, really I think he's good. okay with that prayer. I think that's a I think he pretty is. humble prayer to, to pray. I think he is, because I think he's, although he's uh, is obviously, it's there in the New Testament in the Bible, it says, be perfect as I am perfect, or be holy as I am holy. Yeah. Um... He is also a very gracious father who can handle our uh, our faults. Yes. And our, where we mess up and sure. is very, very good at pressing the reset button. Yeah. Because he does it every single day. <laughs> That's so, the marvellous thing about grace. It is, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, my takeout from, uh, from this uh, is, I think, um, or I've got two. Um, yeah. And the first one is broadly that um, carving out the time every day, time. Yeah. Um, I remember R.T. Kendall um, once said, um, could you imagine if love was spelt T-I-M-E? Oh, yeah. And I think that that's a really, for me, time. Um, yeah, that's good. Uh, it, it, I need to be intentional. I do use the, uh, the pause app. I would recommend it if you haven't used it. It's a good way of. I'm, I'm all. I'm all adverts today. Pause, as in P A U S E, like. Yeah. Pause, rather than bear pause. Oh, not bear pause. No. Pause. Pause. Yeah. Pause. Pause. <laughs> um, pause. Um, but it just gives you the opportunity to do a one minute, two minute, sort of whatever pause, and it just focuses us yeah. back in the everyday on Jesus, and that's really helpful. I found that really, really helpful. The second one, um, I think I've taken out of this, and I've, I've actually got uh, gone to the page here because I'm going to read a quote by Eugene Peterson. Oh, legend. Can't beat a bit. What a legend, Eugene Peterson. But there's, I, I, I feel like God is saying, you know, we don't need to be the finished articles in any of this. Yeah. We don't need to be properly well educated in the ways of God. Yeah. Although that's good, you know, it's not, um, you know, we we are who we are, yeah. and God wants to use us as we are. So the yes. quote is this: uh, "People whose lives were characterized." He's talking about the people in the cave now. Okay, the, yeah. these were people whose lives were characterized by debt, distress, and discontent. Yeah, a congregation of runaways and renegades. It isn't what I would call the cream of the crop of is Israelite society, more like the dregs from the barrel. Misfits all, it appears. The people who couldn't make it in regular society. Rejects, losers, dropouts. And God takes them from that cave yep. and they become a mighty outfit of men. They and they change the course of Israel's history. Yeah. Um, they, they they bring David in as king, uh, all in God's time and yeah. in God's way, and um, it's just an incredible. But but what took them from being a bunch of renegades, yes, a motley crew or whatever we <laughs> want to call them, yeah, yeah. to being an outfit that God could use, yeah, was that time in the cave, Brilliant. that time in the cave where they. Were a, God was able to speak into your debt, your distress, your discouragement, your this, that, and the other. Yeah. And he was able to sort it out. And yeah. there's nothing off limits. Mm. It's just reminded me, again, nothing is off limits for God. Yeah. You know, so today, if you're thinking, do you know what? I'm still messing up. 
all the time. And I, this is ridiculous. God has got it. God, but, but it, um, I think you said it earlier, we were talking about prayer. It might have been while we were recording, it might have been before it, but <laughs> I'll, I'll put it into context. Uh, you said that, you know, do we just pray, 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 or do we also work, work, work? And are yeah. we sometimes the answer to our own prayers? Yes. And it's yes, 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 isn't <laughs> yeah, it? it? It's is. like we pray, we ask God, and then we, we get ourselves into the place where God can do his business. Yeah. And I think we're signing off now for, for summer. August is normally a, a month where we have a break. Hmm. Um, and I kind of just want to leave that, you know, you're unintentional about putting God first, but yeah. And also an acknowledgement that God can just turn everything around. Yeah. And and what, what's ahead of us is so much better than what's behind us. Yes. If we Definitely. choose to go into the cave. Definitely. Yes. We'll come out changed. We will come out yeah. changed, won't we? So So that's the that, that's our going through cave time finished, isn't it? We're it gonna, is. we're gonna we're gonna move on from this. We will. And we're gonna carry the lessons forward into the rest of our lives. We're taking a break in August, um, but I did have a thought uh, while I was driving across here. Um, during the course of the last few months, um, for both of us, there have been moments where it's almost felt like a little, where, where either one of us has said something okay. and it's like a mic drop moment. Yeah. Um, what I'd like to do, I think, for August as an offering is to just go back and pick out those moments, two or three of those, and pop them in as like a, almost like an outcuts. Yeah. Uh, and, that, and we'll pop that up um, as a podcast in August because some of those have been moments where I'm carrying them, but I don't want you guys to have yeah. lost them, really. So Yeah, it's good. And then we're back in September. And we're back. Ready for Raring to go. Yeah. Raring to go. New year, new, new academic year. New academic year, yeah. yeah. Dioch John. Dioch John. Uh, Munha uh, Derhav. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, we will see you all, guys, back in um, September. Yeah. Have a great summer. Blessings one and all. <laughs> I saluted, but I won't see it.